welcome to Batcast 66. It's the podcast where every week we watch an episode of the 1966 Batman TV show and talk about it. Uh, my name's Kendall. And I'm Scott. Today we're talking about uh, Batman Season 2, Episode 5, The Minstrel's Shakedown. Uh, it was written by Francis and Marion Cockrell. And directed by Murray Golden. And I feel like we've had like this writing team and the director on here before. Uh, yeah, Cockrell's kind of a weird name, so it sticks out. <laughs> so if you haven't guessed from today's title, the supervillain is the minstrel. Yeah, who's another like uh, Batman show exclusive uh, villain. Yeah. Um as, as far as I can tell, they never brought them into the comics. The only other like appearance I had is they have a cameo in one of the animated movies based on the series. Interesting. So it's just this show, huh? And like that's it. And like some of the other characters, like King Tut and stuff, showed up in like Brave and the Bold and like you know, some of the other more lighthearted Batman stuff, but this guy just showed up here. Uh I mean, I can't say that. Yeah, I, yeah it's just it's just interesting. Well, you know, I guess it does shock me in this like constant world, this world of constant reboots, rather, where every piece of IP needs to be mined. I am kind of surprised that no one's taken a crack at this character, especially with like what well-worn territory like Batman is. You know, yeah. Um, I do think it's weird that we got the. The archer and now we have the minstrel yeah they're they're similar or not at the same time like they're very different characters but their shtick is like their, their aesthetic is very similar yeah they're they're very ren fair yeah but like they're they're doing very different things but yeah we should point out the minstrels played by uh van johnson uh who had a very long career uh in in movies and stuff before this he was a big uh world war ii time like movie actor i was going through his uh his filmography and like i've never watched or heard of any of the things he did but he's in a lot of stuff which is cool good for him like he was working from like the 40s to, like 1992 you know that's pretty cool he just and like he's not bad in this i just don't think the character's concept is all that interesting but i guess we'll get into that when we get into the episode yeah i mean do we have anything else we want to touch on oh i had one thing i wanted to touch on unrelated to this episode oh what's that have you ever seen singing in the rain uh no but i know the one song the one scene from it of course everyone does yeah Yeah. um so i recently watched the movie um or rather, I I attempted to watch the movie. Yeah. Um. I watched I watched a good chunk of it. I I did fall asleep shortly after the big number. Was it just you were just tired, or was the movie like that unengaging? No, no, I was just tired. It, yeah. It's actually was pretty entertaining. Okay. Uh. But anyway, the first, like. The opening lines to this movie, mm-hmm. like you hear somebody, they're not on screen when they start talking, 
but then it, it slowly gets to them. And it's like, whoa, I know this voice. Oh, really? <laughs> and uh, she's probably, what, like 12 to 14 years younger? I forget how exactly when Singing in the Rain came out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's uh, Aunt Harriet's actor, Matt really? Blake, I think her name is. <laughs> Yeah, she just has the opening lines of singing in the rain. Is she in the movie as like a character or is it just a narration thing? Um, she plays a character pretty minor role. Okay. But hey, that's still cool. Yeah, I, I thought it was fun to to see her. I know she's in a very early um uh, Monsters episode, but I haven't watched the Monsters since we started getting into Batman. I watched last time I saw that was like a few years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like the monsters a lot. I loved it as a kid too. Oh yeah, it's it's very funny. But that's cool. It, yeah. It's just fun fun to see like the actors in this show. I I pretty much only know them from this. Yeah. Like I know Adam West and Burt Ward were in like a bunch of like really crappy B movies and stuff over the years. And I know I've seen some of them, but like I can't remember anything about them. Yeah. I know that was like a problem they had where they got like everyone just knew them as Batman and Robin, but like I just know them as Batman and Robin. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, it it's funny Aunt Harriet in in particular. She's she's the one I see more often than anyone else, oddly enough. What else is she in then? Oh, I mean, we can definitely look her up. Just yeah. I mean, just those two things, really, but that's more than I've seen any of these other actors in. Of the regular, every episode actors, I mean. Oh, it looks like she was in a lot of TV shows over the years. So she must have just been like a character actress. Which is fine. Which would make sense, you know. Um, Because she's not like, is she like, would you call her like a regular in the show? Because she's. She shows up every once in a while, but like isn't usually like much. Like I would say, like uh, Alan Napier as as uh, Alfred is like much more of a regular. He's in like every episode. Yeah, I mean, she's in almost every episode. I feel um, like I feel like she's like in like one scene, like if that. If even shows. so, I mean, I would still consider that a, a recurring role. Um, okay. I just thought that was fun, and I wanted to bring it up. Fair enough. Anywho, all right, let's get into this episode. I uh, don't know if uh, people can tell from my cadence, but I'm personally not that excited. <laughs> yeah, this wasn't this wasn't a high point. I I think this was very middle of the road, at least so far. Maybe the second half they like pull it pull it out. Yeah, we'll see. So we open at the Gotham City Stock Exchange. And, you know, I'm not a financial bro. I can't say what stocks are doing, but some seem to be crashing while others seem to be skyrocketing. And apparently that's unusual, but I'm like, isn't that what stocks do? You know, I wonder if things were like more stable back in the the mid-60s. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. But uh, both of us aren't like money guys so i don't i don't like fine in finance so i don't know i don't play the stock market yeah uh in his office gordon is watching a news report about this 
uh, when the broadcast is interrupted by the minstrel. Yeah, this is the minstrel's first appearance. Like, no one recognizes him. Oftentimes, yeah. like... Yeah, I, I I made a note for later when the, after Batman involves Billy, like, he's like, I've never heard of this person before. It's like, oh, is this like the first time since like Zelda the Great where like this is Batman's first like encounter with like this character? Yeah, which is it's, it's interesting. Kind of cool. I I like wonder like what determines like how they decide to play that. Although I think King Tut was also the first time he like tangled with Batman, but Batman knew who he was because it was he was a professor that professor that got hit in the head or whatever. Yeah, but I think he knew of the King Tut persona. I think it Maybe. was played like they they had. Uh, I I don't remember detail like I don't remember the detail, but that that might have been and anyway. Yeah, uh, but this is like first time it's completely like a foreign a new a new person and like straight up to Batman. Yeah. I, Which is, I did think cool. that was fun. But yeah, so I wanted to point out uh, Commissioner Gordon's like wall TV. Uh, it's, I can't imagine TVs were like like this existed back in the mid 60s. Where, like it's big and like in the wall and flat. Like this is back when TVs were like big and like a box. Yeah, I, I think it's less that it's flat and more that the uh, because. All right. Time to get nerdy. Uh, the way TVs used to work is that there's like basically like a gun inside of the TV that's like shooting a laser very fast. That's why when your your old TV starts to break, you see those like lines. Yeah, that's the cathode ray tube, which is why they're called CRT TVs. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at you. You know the deal. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I imagine all that. Is just in the wall, and it's not really a flat TV. I know it's just it's just strange that like it's his work office, and he has this like really like expensive kind of uh, setup. I'm sure, like if this was in like the Batcave or even Bruce Wayne's like house in Stately Way Manor, like I would be like, well, he's a millionaire, uh, and and he's, and he's and he's a crime fighter downstairs. So, <laughs> so. The minstrel, he uh, he offers to protect all the stockbrokers from uh, any further tragedies uh, for a measly sum of $1,000 a week. Per person. Per broker, yeah. Yeah, because they, they um, do the math and it's like $2,500 a week or something. Or $25,000. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, where we're like it's actually like a much bigger number. Because a thousand dollars doesn't sound like that much, like if that's just all it was, but yeah. So, uh, Mister Cortland, who's the president of the stock exchange, calls yeah. calls up Commissioner Gordon, and uh, Commissioner Gordon's like, "Uh, I'm going to get my best guy on it." And we and all know, you know who the best guy is. We've seen we've seen all this before. Well, what was kind of cool because. They showed like Bruce Wayne and and uh, and everyone were watching back, watching the the broadcast when all of this went down too, and I like that Bruce, uh, Bruce Wayne's already like on his way to the bat phone before it calls. Yeah, yeah, and when he when he answers, he's like, "Yeah, we saw it. We're on our way." Yeah, um, in that scene when Bruce and Dick are are watching, uh, Aunt Harriet is also watching and declares that you know the minstrel is a very handsome fella yeah 
because that's how this always works whenever there's a man or a woman on screen. I feel like this is the first time, though. Like a non-Batman man? Yeah, like, usually it's like people are in love with Batman. And well, this, I, guy's a, this guy's a musician. You know what that's like. Yeah, they're irresistible. I wonder if it was, like, something to do with the actor, because you said he has such, like, a... He was kind of a heartthrob. Like, he, he actually, like, now that I was looking at my research pages, I had up a little bit more and scrolling around. Uh, I don't know how I missed this, but, like, he has a signature and handprints in cement that was at in front of the great movie ride at Walt Disney World's Disney Hollywood Studios back in the day. Interesting. Which, which is kind of cool, just because I like theme park history. Huh. But like he, like I said, he was in a lot of stuff. Like his big movie was apparently a movie called A Guy Named Joe, which I never heard of, but apparently it was like a big deal at the time. Never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, all of his biggest movies I've never heard of, but he was in just a lot of stuff. But so, you know, again, good good for him. Like, you know, like some of these years he had like five movies come out in like the 40s. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. People yeah. worked hard back in the day and, and movie studios were set up a lot differently back then than they are now yeah like apparently he played himself on i love lucy so he must have been like he wasn't well enough named to, to be there then so they they get in the the batmobile and uh you know get to police headquarters yeah um they get there the president of the stock exchange meets them all business <laughs> as usual robin says like oh like minstrels use music and i like electronic devices use like waves and music is just waves and they make a real roundabout connection to this whole plot yeah because apparently like being able to be a musician means he's like an electronics genius and uh i don't know enough about music or electronics to dispute that but uh i mean you play bass and stuff like can you strum your your instrument and then make the tv change channels and stuff sure can yeah <laughs> uh, it felt really like a stretch at best yeah i thought that was pretty strange they could have uh, just made him like an electronics inventor who just happens to play the lute yeah that felt like really forced <laughs> yeah i didn't i didn't love it but it's I buckle up because that's like his big thing is being an electronics genius. Yeah. Like even more so than playing so the instrument. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. It really makes it seem like they had a script and then like the costume department was just like, Oh, we have this minstrel costume lying around. Yeah. Like they just needed like a gimmick for him. You know, cause every <laughs> Batman villain has a gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird that he, I mean, I get why he doesn't just, like, fight normal mobsters in this show. Like, it's visually less interesting. But, yeah, this this could have just been a guy. Yeah. I would have been okay with, like, even if they just did, like, he's a big nerd. And, like, leaned into that. Yeah, but maybe that's too much, like, Bookworm. I don't know. I don't know. See, Bookworm was really specific in, like, his look and, like, what he was about. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Anyway, the dynamic duo they they head to the stock exchange, and they're uh, 
they're like, I don't know what exactly they're examining. They keep calling it like the circuitry, but yeah. I guess it's like the 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 machine that either like receives or sends out like like data for like stock prices. I guess. Anyway, they are very. Um, they say that they see no signs of tampering, but like they're talking in a way where they're like obviously lying. Yeah, and they're they're saying it in like a like a like loud and clearly. Yeah, and it's a good thing because they're being listened in on by the minstrel himself. We see his fairly basic headquarters. Yeah. He's got two goons and a lady. Uh base in trouble and um oh her name was oh Octavia, I did write it down because like octave. Oh funny. Yeah. I didn't catch any of their names. Well, base in trouble also have a base in trouble on their shirt. Ah, cool. Like I'm not really musically inclined but like i did try to play a lot of instruments as a kid so i did at one point i did know how to read sheet music so i knew what those things were but yeah i have no idea how to read that (laughs) yeah so you can just feel the music and it comes out of you i can't do anything with music feel the music man i barely can listen to it anyway um (laughs) they revealed to gordon and the president like They're like, hey, actually, this circuitry was sabotaged. We're going to try to set a trap for the minstrel now. Yeah, and I like that Chief O'Hare is like, oh, you want my men? Like, we can set a trap. And then Batman and Robin like, no, we we need to do this ourselves. And then Commissioner Gordon is like, well, we need to be careful in all these things. And then Batman mentions all of these villains they went up against, which was kind of cool. I wrote them down. He said, uh, Penguin, Archer, Clock King, who we haven't seen yet. Uh, Catwoman and King Tut. And it's funny that like the characters that they chose, because if this was any other Batman thing, they'd be like, oh, the Joker and stuff. Uh, and it's funny, like Archer was one of them. Like he just happened and like he only happened once. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we haven't seen Clock King yet. I know he's later in the season. So, yeah, I think we're getting him pretty soon. Now yeah. I'm interested uh, if he's going to be treated as a recurring villain or if this story takes place after that one. Yeah, we'll have to try to pay attention to that. Yeah, we'll have to... Hopefully we remember. I think we'll remember, because now we're having this conversation, and then uh, I'm going to edit it, so I'll have to listen to it at least one more time. (laughs) Cool. Uh, Back in the Batcave, Alfred expresses concern over uh, Batman and Robin's like eating habits. Uh, and then he's also concerned about his financial future. Yeah, as he puts some money in the stock market, which I'm surprised Bruce Wayne didn't have any like a stake in this as well. Yeah, I wonder. See, I I don't know much about how like millionaires work, but I wonder if like well, I can like, imagine he, like. Wayne companies or Wayne Enterprises or whatever he has, like, is publicly traded. Well, so he no. would own stock in that, you know. 
but he doesn't have Wayne Enterprises in this. He has the Wayne I Foundation. I know the only they ever talk about is the Wayne Foundation, but like his parents had to make money from something. Oh, which they that... never get into in this show. <laughs> um, because that had a clock tower or whatever named after him. Yeah. Isn't he like a, a doctor? Well, traditionally in the comic stuff, he's a doctor, but I don't know if he was in... I don't know if they, if they got into that in this. Yeah. I, I wonder if it was more common for millionaires to like maybe be... So like these days, like, yeah, you're a millionaire, but like usually all your finances are wrapped up like in the market or like yeah, it's more assets. like on paper than like you don't have a million dollars sitting, you know, under your mattress. So I wonder if that's like more common for Bruce. But yeah, I guess his money has to be making money somehow. So yeah, it'd pay for all of these bat drones and things he builds. <laughs> Anyway, Alfred's Although, a little concerned. I wonder if the government gives him like a stipend since he's like a, a deputized like agent. How would he? Yeah, who knows? I don't know. It's just something to think about. Like this show is really not interested in getting to like how the finances work and Batman stuff in general is usually not interested in it because that's <laughs> not what makes Batman cool. Yeah, I feel like the Christopher Nolan films like came closest to like caring about that at all. Yeah, and that's because they brought it, and like that they also did it in a way where like they made Lucius Fox like a a a, a bigger role in those stories, and that makes sense, especially because like that universe was trying to be more realistic than Batman usually is. So like they needed to explain why a lot of his technology is the way it is. Which is yeah. a fun approach, but this is not, this is super not what this show goes for. Yeah, truly not. So, <laughs> Batman, um, Batman is, uh, he plants a listening device in the stock exchange. Then he and Robin like hide in a closet or something and they listen in. Yeah. Um, they hear a, a whistle, whistling sound. Yeah, uh, it's like a lady that's like, um, well, they like, think, oh, yeah, because she's they whistling, think it's the min- the minstrel because she's whistling yeah. the same song like he was playing on the television. And I forget what they said the song title, and I, I for whatever reason, I didn't write that down. Um, because I guess it's a real song. Um, so this lady, did you think she was going to be like, uh, like one of his goons, like in in makeup and stuff? No, I I thought I could see like the setup. Like, did you was, did you right. recognize who that was? Oh yeah, from the Scooby Doo movies. Yeah, it's Phyllis Diller as a <laughs> cameo. Yeah, what else has she done? Up, like a ton of stuff. I like that was a name I knew outside of Scooby Doo movies as a kid, so I got to imagine she was like around. Uh, but I didn't pull her up. I just was like, "Oh, that's kind of funny." Oh yeah, she's done a lot of stuff. Well, let's see if there's. I mean, any- she was in Family Guy, so. 
Oh, whoa. Yeah, you know, Let's see if there's anything super notable. I, I do. I know the Scooby-Doo movies. Um, yeah, she plays herself in a lot of programs. She must have just been famous for being famous at some point. Yeah, she plays herself in uh, the Jeffersons. She's herself in so many TV shows. Plays oh my god, Full House. Yeah, well, she had the Phyllis Diller show in the sixties. So look, oh, she was in a lot of variety shows. It looks like she does a lot of voice acting too. Yeah, which is cool. She's in a Bug's Life, Captain Planet, King of the Hill, Cow and Chicken, and I Am Weasel. Yeah, Wild Thornberry's Hey Arnold. Yeah, Phil Stiller's cool. I have nothing against her. Cool, very cool. She was in a, she was in a Powerpuff Girls episode. Oh yeah. Well, that's fun. 31 episodes of Old and the Beautiful. She was in three episodes of Family Guys, Thelma Griffin. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Neither do I. That was way after I was watching that show. But yeah, anyway, so yeah, just, that was a fun little random thing. I'm only looking out for people like when the, they're climbing up a building, but I guess cameos can show up wherever. Yeah, we got to be on our toes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, funny, because we had, uh, what, in the last episode, it was James Brolin? Yeah, right? yeah, James Brolin. But that was then, less of a cameo and more of just like an early role for him. Yeah, it was more of an early role. Like the, before that, we had, um, I don't remember his name, Dick Cavett uh, was, did a window one. Word. Or, no, or was, no, was it Dick Clark? Or some, Dick. <laughs> some Dick. Some uh, Dick. Um, so yeah, as the dynamic duo, like, are like, ah, we made a mistake. Uh, the minstrel gets the jump on them and blinds them with like a firework. It's like an evil sparkler and just, it just defeats them. It's so lame. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he gets away. Um, and yeah, I guess they were trying to catch him like removing his devices from Which the... to be fair, like he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, he missed one. And uh Batman Batman gets it. So now we we get kind of a funny like thing from here yeah. on where like I Batman it. and the minstrel are like kind of like at odds like trying to outwit each other like oh well like I know that I left that thing so like Batman's gonna do this so I'm gonna do this but then like Batman's like well I, I know, know that, that he knows, he knows. yeah because <laughs> what does Batman say like uh something about him being like a potentially one of the biggest technological geniuses ever and then it cuts to minstrel saying that about bat like the exact same phrase about batman yeah yeah Yeah. so it's kind of funny Um, yeah like there's a seed of a cool character here yeah i just don't get why he has to be a minstrel yeah the minstrel part like is 
not adding anything and is actively taking away from it. Like I would be more interested if he was like a Pied Piper type character and like something about like the, the music he uses is like hypnotic. Like that would have been something. Yeah. Oh, well, whatever. Um, so yeah, the minstrel is like setting a trap for Batman because he's like, okay, Batman's going to like tra- trace my next uh, broadcast. Yeah, which he mentions that they have a studio that's separate from like their lair. So they'll lure him to the studio so they don't know where their lair is. Which yeah. is like, oh, that's kind of, if you're going to set a trap for Batman, yeah, why set it up where you live? That's true. Yeah. Um, See, so yeah, Batman like gets this drone. Which is yeah. pretty interesting. I like... Yeah, it's like a little black plane, but like apparently, like it can be set to like kind of follow like the wavelength or whatever that he he's using to like override like television and stuff. Um, did drones like this exist in this fashion? I guess like this this is kind of a case where like fiction precedes reality because there there had to have been like an element of this that was real um i mean obviously this doesn't have like guns and like destructive capability and they're not remote like con- they're not like controlling it with like uh, like how you would have one now where just they kind of set it on its thing and like just track it i know that does have like a return switch but i think that yeah. just brings it back yeah it doesn't seem like a killer drone like the uh, the military uses to to kill I'll be honest, I don't know enough about, like, the history of drones. But it seems like maybe it's, like, similar to, like, a delivery drone that, like, Amazon would use in, like, San Francisco. I guess in terms of, like, function, but, like, in terms of, like, design, it's just a little plane. Like, it's not, like, it doesn't have, like, the four, like, helicopter blades that, like, those drones do. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Because this doesn't have to, like, carry anything around. I think it just can, like, follow something. Yeah, okay. but it's 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 very basic and simple and primitive by our standards today. But this was probably really cool at the time. Yeah. So the drone it tracks the broadcast to Willow and Fourth Street, mm-hmm. and uh, Batman and Robin head to the Batmobile. They tell Alfred to like flip the switch to recall the drone. Yeah. Which, like, I wonder if that's gonna play into something. Maybe the drone's kind of cool, like. I don't know. It felt like why couldn't Batman just flip the switch and like Well, yeah, it was dumb because he was too he leaves the console and he tells Alfred to bring it, like hit the switch. And Alfred clearly doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, so like I wonder if that's gonna play into like the plane does come back, but I wonder if that's gonna play into how they get out of the death trap. Maybe. I, I'm not we'll get into the death trap when we get there, but <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be a real ass pole because they usually are. They usually are. I like last time I know that they set stuff up and I really liked that, but like I don't, I don't expect that every time and I won't continue to expect that because <laughs> they've just, yeah, they've all been kind of just lame for the most part. Yeah, I'm going to say it really feels like now they're in the mode of like, okay, we got to pump a ton of these out. Yeah, this one feels very by the numbers. Like, it's not bad. It's not unentertaining. But, like, when I was taking notes and stuff, I'm just like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, 
Yeah, it's like like it can be formulaic, but if you have like 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 Roddy uh Roddy McDowell really elevated the character like Bookworm. I almost said Roddy Piper. Um I wish she was on us. That would have been uh, that's a world that I would like to see. But um <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like he really elevated the material. Like the guy and the guy who played King Tut, like made what on paper is kind of a lame villain, like really fun to watch. And made kind of like a dumb plot, like more interesting. But um, you know, it's just and I'm not saying Van Johnson's doing a bad job, but it's just the characters, the character I, I think fundamentally isn't isn't there on a writing from a writing stand front. Yeah, there's not doesn't seem to be much to work with. Yeah. I mean, he's not a terrible singer. Like, you know, we get a couple of songs from him, but yeah, that's whatever. Yeah, but like because he's playing like a loot, it's like it's very Renfair, and it's just like and we just have this kind of we just yeah at least he's not talking in a really annoying like speech pattern but even that was kind of funny because like they have something to talk about at least you know and it was like the old english like speech pattern with the accent of like someone from brooklyn new york you know yeah (laughs) it was very strange at least it was at least a choice yeah yeah um so yeah they they do their back climb and they get to the top of this abandoned warehouse or whatever uh, yeah yeah they they sneak in and granted i'll give the minstrel some credit like this is the first time that he's fought that man yeah but like i don't know it just seems like like you had the the chance to get the the drop on them and all you have is your like goons waiting and and i mean for his credit it works capture them yeah well you know batman and robin climb into a room that has a lot of stuff that you can smash into each other so you know there's going to be a big fight yeah it's just like weird because like i mean who knows like we don't know what's going to happen next episode but batman and robin i assume are going to fight these two guys again and they're just going to win next time you know what i mean no i know what you mean but anyway we have a big onomatopoeia battle uh, and the uh, Octavia and Minstrel are like watching on like closed circuit TV, and I like that Octavia is like Bam and Pow as like Bams and Pows and stuff are going on. Yeah, that's that fun. Was... Um, yeah. So I mean, long story short, like you know, obviously Batman and Robin like prevail. They like, oh no, the the guys like escape and run down the hallway and like go into a room, right? Yeah. Cause, yeah, because like, like they, because Batman and Robin chase him, but like they're throwing like, this might be how they get out of the trap. I don't know what they were doing, but they were throwing something onto the floor between the two rooms. It was like some like sticky stuff. It looked oh. like they were throwing like like darts into the floor, right? Yeah, that's right. Because I was like, oh, I wonder what that is. Like, but then like they're like, all right, they're in this room. So Batman and Robin back up and just like run and smash through the door. And are just captured off screen. Yeah. 
so like they go through the door and like i don't know if it's like i mean don't get me wrong i loved watching them blast through that prop door it was really funny well yeah so like does it look like that because it's like a prop in the real world and i assume it is and i assume it was meant to give way like that yeah like was that the trap i don't i don't i don't know i don't think it is yeah it's but they, 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 I guess they wanted to lure Batman and Robin to another place, but like, because you know, then we like hard cut and they're like tied together on like a roasting spit. Yeah. Like, this is the second time in a row, like the bad guy was trying to cook Batman and Robin. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, <laughs> and like, you know, Catwoman is uh, absolutely insane in this universe. And yeah. I guess that, like, not that it makes sense for her, but it's like, okay, you want to cook them? Whatever. You're crazy. Yeah. The this... Mitchell seems to be a pretty, for lack of a better term, pretty normal guy. Yeah. He's like put together. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's kind of weird <laughs> that he's like, oh, we can do you rare, medium, or well done. I'll take my Batman rare, please. Yeah, so strange. So yeah, they're uh they're getting they're getting roasted. Um, and that's how the episode ends. Well, they changed the instead of saying hey, same bat time, same whatever. Uh, what do they say? Oh, oh same, same same hot, hot time, time, same hot channel. <laughs> um, it's always fun when they play with that stuff, but. I agree. I, I have fun with that. That's not, but that one's not nearly as cool as when they changed like cat or whatever when it's Catwoman, you know. I guess because that rhymes more, but uh, yeah. Um, not, I, we've seen worse episodes, I think, but like this one's extremely not memorable. Like I said, maybe they, they pull it out and have an interesting second half. But I like the idea of like them being more on like the same term of like being able to like, we're like every like they keep being sort of one step ahead of each other. That's kind of neat, but it doesn't really like do much to make it more interesting. Like, like I said, I think that's the seed of an interesting idea, you know, because Batman's a scientist, like someone being able to challenge him on that level versus like it's different than like the riddles, Riddler's riddles, also because like Robin always figures them out in, like two seconds. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, I just... I just don't think this guy is, like, charming or interesting. I guess we'll save this for after we're done his story complete, but, like, I think he's the lamest of the original characters so far. Oh, yeah. Because it's between sure. him and the archer. But like I've seen how Archer kind of ends, and there's there's some fun stuff in it. Um, so I, I want to give him the second half. But yeah, uh, um, you know, it's just I don't know. The Maharaja Joker episode was way worse. Like that was straight up bad. <laughs> which is the one you skipped for our original like like watch through. But um, that was more of a, a scheduling conflict. But um. 
Oh yeah, that's when I was like on tour or whatever. Yeah, right? you're on tour for that one. But um uh I know you did watch it after the fact, so we could talk about it season like from when we talked about season one. But um yeah, I don't know. Like I'm not opposed to like these original characters. I have an open mind for them, especially after first season. Most of them are pretty good. Um Yeah, I I'm I'm all about original characters, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just it's just the, the ones this season feel like what have we got? And we have a bunch of medieval crap. And like that's not making an interesting Batman villain. And like I said that the potential's there. Like I think Archer being like a, a Robin Hood type character could be interesting. Like the turns the people against Batman, maybe turns them against Bruce Wayne because he's a rich guy. Like that would I, be know, I think I think there's fun things you could do. Yeah, but, but it, it feels to me, honestly, yeah. like they're like, okay, they they write a bunch of plots and then like they see who they can get. Yeah. I do know a lot of like famous actors and actresses who are like calling them to like be on the show. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. um but it's like I think like once they get there, they're like, okay, like who do we have for for this guy? I mean, and a lot of them could probably also just be the cameos that I know are going to become more and more common as the show goes on. But I don't know. I, I do know, like they did, they did would have like I know they specifically said in some interviews. I said that uh, they would keep Penguin scripts on hand just for whenever Burgess Meredith's available. Like they'll get him ready to go. Like so, you know, there's probably there there is going to be elements. I think there is elements of like they just have a bunch of stuff, and then just plug it in later. Yeah, well, like, and that makes sense to me. It's like, okay. Yeah, like, and I do know, you know, we discussed in some of the other episodes, like, some of these are based on the comics, too. Yeah, that's true. You know, but, like, yeah, the one was a Joker story, but they plugged the Riddler into it in the show. Yeah, and those two are similar enough as it is. Yeah, but, like, you know, I, I wasn't, like, completely like enter like i was i wasn't unentertained watching this it's still fun like batman robin and alfred and those guys are still fun to watch um but i was more bored than i normally am uh watching like even like a kind of a middle of the road episode yeah well hopefully but they're not all gonna be like crazy all every time so yeah what it's just it nice. just was disappointing is that those two catwoman episodes we just had were pretty in my opinion, like above average, like I, I, I'm not sure if I would call them like S tier or anything, but I did very yeah. much enjoy them. I mean, so far they're leaps and bounds better than anything season two has given us. But yeah. granted, we've only, only seen on episode five of season yeah. two. So there's like 30 plus episodes or something. Season two, season two is a lot of episodes. Yeah, we got a lot. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think we have the. Uh, I think season two has an interesting lineup of villains. Cool. Yeah. Well, before we get to that, make sure you tune in next time for the conclusion of this here minstrel tale. And we'll see you then. Oh. Same backcast time, same backcast channel. Oh.